Hello and welcome to Sports Best Friends Stories, a podcast that is just starting to hit the right notes, finding some of the sweet harmonies in rugby league. My name is Big T and sitting patiently across from me is a man who has written more songs about rugby league than Ricky Stewart scored tries. He's a multi-award winning musician who has worked with the ABC channels 7 through 10 and is, dare I say, a heartthrob. He is a writer, director, choreographer and star of the greatest musical in rugby league history. He coined the phrases such as the Shitans, Queensland's Everywhere and Head Tape Hero and is without a doubt the best thing to happen to rugby league satire since Roy and SG commentated State of Origin. Welcome, Dennis Carnahan. Wow. <laughs> overly humbled and flattered by that. Excellent. That's a good way. Of, that's how I want my, uh, okay. my people I'm talking to. Now, I do want to check the one stat, though. I just want to see exactly how many. I, I should have Googled how many tries Ricky Stewart scored. 43. 43. I thought you were going to ask. Wow. Yeah, yeah, oh, I thought it would be a lot more than that. So did I. I suppose Toots has only got 120-odd, which is the record for the Raiders. So. Okay, yep. Um, and well, he's putting them each on, Toots. Right? Um, That's the thing. Ricky Stewart's putting them on more yeah, so yeah. than, than oh, They, they didn't have um, – I don't know if they counted try assists back when Ricky yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> They didn't keep those stats. And uh, can I also say the heartthrob thing <coughs> has come from A.H. Cayley. Now, has it? Yes, because I, I had the, the honour once of being on Fire Up and A.H. Cayley was um, – emceeing at that time and so I, I went to go and listen to an episode that she had done and it was with you and she had spent the entire time paying you out just being so horrible to you and I was like wow that's so bizarre okay and so when I saw her I was like do you have a like a, a real thing with Dennis like what's the thing there she's like I have such a massive crush on that man <laughs> that, I, that I think I accidentally like overplayed it and I was like okay that makes sense oh wow and then no, here I am it... in front of you I'm feeling the same thing I was right I had a um yeah, I was. Oh, this is this is this is getting into murky history. Um, a previous partner of mine and I, we were in Who magazine. She was a, a known. She was what? a known person. I was an unknown person. Okay, I still okay. remain that. No. And I was asked by her publicist, "What do I? You know, they wanted. There was a photo of us together at the People's Choice magazine, okay. People's Choice Awards. What do we put your profession down as?" Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, you know, sound designer, sound engineer, musician, satirist, singer, wank, wank, wank. Yeah. I said, put me down as self-proclaimed mystery heartthrob. Yes. So in Who magazine, no. I was Dennis Carnahan, self-proclaimed mystery heartthrob. <laughs> which I was delighted. That's yeah, the excellent. best job description ever. Yes, and I'm, and that's the kind of thing that you would think later in the car, oh, I should have said that, but you were quick I, enough to think of it at the time. Oh, I had a couple of days. Mm, okay, <laughs> it, wasn't, okay. it wasn't like that, no. Now, uh, according to my research, Warren Smith said about your show, show no video ref required rugby league the musical will have you laughing at a at the great game like you've never laughed before and friend of the podcast vonnie said it is hilarious he's an actual genius now they would say that because commentators are the only facet of rugby league that don't cop any tongue-in-cheek and why is that oh they do are they, are they well um i played uh, last year the newtown jets had a function called the university of rugby league okay and um, they had a whole panel of journalists who were going to be discussing issues. Vonnie was one of them, and um, they were going to be discussing discussing issues of rugby league. And um, moderated by LB Tellerico, the great LB yeah. Tellerico. And they asked me to come and do a couple of songs. And I said, oh, "Who have you got on the panel?" And they had <laughs> they had the Trout, and they had um, what's Billy Button, the the Adrian Proshenko from the Herald, who oh, yeah. looks like he's sixteen. He yeah. looks like he should be on work experience. And I, if you, like he's a couple of pimples short of a year ten schoolboy, um, but he's in his thirties. He might. I, I have no idea how old he is. Yeah. And there was various there. And um, so to the tune of "I'm a Believer," 
I wrote, I don't believe them. And, oh, you know, the right. opening line, words by Buzz are only true in fairy tales. That, that, <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and it went from there. And, and it pointed out each one of them. And I have played it a couple of shows. Um, and it is my intent to develop it up and make it more of a film clip because it, um, yeah, they, they do. They, you, you're right. I haven't paid them enough attention. Yeah. And they do. They are, you know, what do they call themselves? The fourth estate? Like <laughs> I haven't heard that. Okay. That's the... I think there's meant to, there's the public, there's the government, there's the legal oh, system, right. and there's and the, the yeah the, the, the commentator, okay. the, the media. Is, yeah. So they yeah they do get a bit of attention. And Buzz in the current version of Off Field Misbehaviour mm-hmm. to the Robbie Williams, um, let me entertain oh, yeah, you. Yeah. Uh, of course, it mentions that Buzz Rothfield last year um, he called rugby league. He said rugby league is now a Darren Britt mm. game. <laughs> That's rhyming slang, of course. Mm. And um, he tweeted that. Yeah. And he didn't get fined where Gell, you know, called them all Carmichael Hunts and yeah. got, twi- got fined $50,000. Yeah, uh, right. Buzz didn't get fined. No. And I don't, I don't know how that man gets away with most of what he does, but that's, that's another discussion. Also, those, those two personalities that are in the show, they kind of they commentate their way through it. So it is a lovely well, So I actually asked them because I'd done a couple of functions. So the whole the, the show's been developing over like, since 2006. Wow. Um, with me writing songs for about footy and, and getting rid of some of my angst about the Raiders not doing so well for the last <laughs> decade and a half. Yeah. And um, so I played it. I played at a Raiders function and Vossi was the MC and I did an earnest song about rugby league in 2006. That was what kicked it off. The, okay. the footy show got me to do a theme song and they wanted it to be an earnest, kind of like up there, Kazalia, that started off as a ballad that ended up being a bit more raucous. Yep. And that was going to be the intro to the footy show. And it was 2006, so it was a couple of years before their centenary of league. Mm-hmm. And um, I got a call on a Thursday night, on a Friday morning, saying, um, can we, you know, can you do a theme for the footy show? It's like, yeah, sure. Isn't it on air next week? Yeah. So, oh, geez. So I had six days, um, 20 seconds to sum up 100 years of rugby <laughs> league history. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, uh, in a really beautiful way. Yeah, <laughs> read a couple of it, books but... and I worked out that, you know, to do it from the perspective. So the song was called You Were There. It was all about being a fan and just turning up and, you you know, when when, when the game is making legends, you were there, dreaming, hoping, screaming, you were there. So it's all about it's, it's been nearly 100 years of grunt, sweat and tears. When next week comes around, you still be there. And that kind of, that built up. And um, I played it in 2006. I played it at the semis a couple of times, played it at the Raiders. Yeah, okay. And I played it uh, live at the Raiders last game of the season and it was a farewell for like six players yeah. and Matt Elliott. <laughs> and, um, mm. But, you know, there was the, the original Toots was leaving and uh, Shafovsky and Wolford. So there was, there was some big names mm. going as well. Hindmarsh, um, Ian, not Nathan. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Brad Drew, who was the sixth, who was the sixth. I left someone out. Okay. Um, but it was all there. Oh, Michael Wayman was leaving as oh, well. Wow. Okay. Uh, no, he wasn't. No, he was still there. He stayed. Um, I just remember his wife was in tears listening to the song because they played oh, it on loop afterwards God. over and over again. So, um, so that got me into it, and I was doing. I played it a couple of functions. So I met Vossi, I met Warren Smith, played at more functions, and um, that's how they got involved. And I okay. said to them, you know, do you mind doing this? And I started with Warren Smith. I started submitting songs to Fox Sports, and that's how. You know, I got them. I got their numbers, and I said, hey, I'm doing this show. Can you do the intro voiceover mm-hmm. for me? And um, I think they're expecting more of a slap. They haven't had a slap yet. I haven't really given Warren <laughs> and Vossie and, and Vonnie a slap. And I yeah. think they probably, they're probably due to right. be sent up. Right. Um, I did think this year that I was with the show going to introduce new characters. I was going to give my do Buzz Rothfield and just, you know, make oh, my God. nose ruddy and my face a bit ruddy and the sort of scratchy hair and yeah. come out and go, oh, yeah, I don't know about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do me little Buzz voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, 
So, yeah, that's probably due, yes. overdue. Great. Well, I can't wait. <laughs> Warren Smith came to the show and he was there the same night as Chris Barth and Jim Wilson were, were both. They're all at the show at mm-hmm. the um, factory theatre. And um, second last song, some guys are saying, oh, can you turn the lights on? Can you turn the lights on? It was the end of the, end of the Todd Cam- It was the end of the Mitchell Pierce song. Can you turn the lights on? I was like, what's going on? I was like, oh, my mate's passed out. What? I'm like, what? So the guy at the back's turned the lights on and it's like, is there a doctor in the house? I'm sitting there going, I'm on stage. I'm dressed as meatloaf. (laughs) (laughs) What am I supposed to? No, I wasn't. I was dressed as Mitchell Pierce at the time. I had the tattoos and the rooster jersey going, "Uh, what do I do? Um, And um, (laughs) the the guy who was on the floor who had passed out, (laughs) like, (laughs) there's Warren Smith. The guy's fallen. Next to him in the in the and he's he was laughing and laughing and laughing and they started coughing and laughing and coughing and laughing couldn't breathe and passed out. No, and so this guy's passed out the floor, and I'm there going, oh, uh, yeah, I I have no idea what to do. Yeah, I don't, yeah, they, yeah. Should, I haven't done my risk assessment. I haven't done my OHS <laughs> protocol. I yeah. don't know what I'm supposed yeah. to do in this yeah. situation. And then the guy's like, <coughs> oh, it's okay, I'm good, I'm up. No, it's all right. Yeah, sorry, uh, keep going. <laughs> Unbelievable. And I was like, oh, dude, if, if the Mitchell Pierce song did that, you better go because I've got Todd <laughs> yeah. Carney to come, so I think you better leave. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. So, so you almost killed a person with jokes. Well, I don't that's know. That's the story. I don't know. Well, that's, that's it. That, that's, Unbelievable. You know, that, that, that is one of the quotes. The night I went, one one bloke passed, laughed so hard he passed out. <laughs> Played in Newcastle three weeks ago and I was talking, you know, there was a um, a guy who was leaving in a wheelchair so I had to get a special access for him to leave and he was um, – you know, loving the show and giving me thumbs up and high fives. And his mum was um was saying, Oh, that was great. I haven't laughed that much. And I said, Oh, you know, I made I made that reference. She's like, Oh, and then she's pulled out this tube out of her bag. She said, Yeah, I had to go in this tonight. I said, What? She I, I had lung surgery a year ago. No. And I've got this pipe. And if I can't breathe, I have to blow through this pipe. No. <laughs> she said, It's the first time I've used it. Yes. So I'm like, I don't know if that's good or bad. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of pleased, but I'm kind of a little bit uncomfortable with the yeah. fact that you're, you're oh, risking. You. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I'm so glad she brought it because yeah. if you hadn't used it for a year or so, I'd be like, I don't need the pipe. What this doctor's crazy. Yeah, exactly. So okay. yeah. Well, there you go. If anyone has, you know, but when we talk <laughs> about the thing, we'll need to talk about health assessments or asthma p- puffers. That might we need be to put a warning. You know, yeah, the show may is, die. The show is not rated. Uh, I think it's it's technically for over twelves. Okay. Um, some venues are under 18, but I probably need to have a health warning on there. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's like when you go on um, those roller coasters and they say you've got a heart conditions or things like that. Yeah. That's what you now need well, to have. Because I know there was a famous there's a famous French cabaret artist, and I'm going to have real difficulty telling this. His name was Le Petoman. Okay. And Le Petoman, his act was he could he could inhale air through his back door no. And he could expel air con- in a controlled manner through his back door. No. And this is, honestly, <laughs> listeners, Google it. Le, L-E, Peto, P-E-T-O-M-A-N. Le no. Peto Man. People, he, he was, went down in history as the first cabaret artist to kill someone. People died laughing. And he, he could actually... Inha- Holy crap! He could make noises and he could blow whistles and play tunes on flutes no. and stuff. <laughs> And he came out and the whole – and this is this is a joke and people think this is a joke that um, he, he'd come out and he'd just unleash a massive fart and people go, oh, and sort of yeah, laugh. Yeah, yeah. And he'd then turn and go, oh, no, I'm just clearing my throat. <laughs> 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 and, and that was – 
<laughs> that was his act. <laughs> so that would have been enough. He could have walked off that, and made a million dollars. That's actually what killed the person. No. The person just lost it at that. <laughs> so he was, it was late 1800s, yes. late Victorian era, but in France. Far so they were. <laughs> that would do well now. I was going to say that would kill now, but I feel like that's insensitive. I mean, that would it, do it, well now. It, well, it did then, so yeah. Oh my god! So I, that was the I, first I can only fucking question. That was brilliant. <laughs> I'm already crying with tears myself. I, have, I needed to come with my own asthma papa. Okay, every time I've seen the show, there there are players or rugby league personalities in the crowd. Has has the musical drawn you into rugby league's inner circle? Not so much the music. I think that's in oh, the songs did originally. So bef- so that's in Queensland was 2012. Right. Um, footy show theme is 2006. I started writing songs, just submitting songs to Reg Reagan in 2006. Okay, so I did right. a couple of songs with Maddie. Um, did uh, the original version of That's Gold with The Chief. Oh, He wow. came over and did that. But then they, then a record company came in and did it with um, with them. They, they told I didn't do the single. And um, that was a, not being cynical, that was an eye-opener on how things work because the, the record company put money into it. I was saying, why don't you do it with me? That's so unfair. Like I did the original. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. think why don't you do it with me. And it's like, well, because the record, you know, talent, talent, <laughs> talent is a Jewish word. It's a biblical thing. A talent is an old Jewish currency. Really? Yeah. So if you have talent, it means you've got money. Yeah. Okay. So someone who's talented, this record company, they put money into it. They actually said, well, we'll you know, we'll stump up for the recording. We'll stump up for musicians. We'll stump up for promotions as well. I didn't uh, have that. And right, that makes right, right. a big difference. Mm. Um, so I, I initially felt jaded and then I saw how much money they lost on it and I thought, okay, <laughs> you can have that, fellas. Um, but, you know, that kind of started me playing at corporate functions. So that was um, – I kind of got a little bit in the back door there, so mm-hmm. to speak. And so when That's in Queensland came out, most of the people knew me. Yep. Um, what was funny then was how um, uh, <laughs> they didn't know what to do with me <laughs> because yeah. the New South Wales Rugby League – didn't really want me to play before State of Origin because it would fire the Queenslanders up. Yeah, right. At the same time, they wanted to try and find a way they could use it to to niggle them without yeah. actually firing them up. So, um, And then, unfortunately, Queensland took it and made the TV show and that's their theme song. Oh, but they paid me. Oh, no, I'm happy for it was them. Beautiful. I'm happy for you, sorry. But yeah, the, you although know, I think it's interesting. in the wrong way. It's disappeared. Well, that's the thing. They adopted it. Yeah. I, I played at a function in Queensland, and mm. I've, I mentioned this in the show. You probably heard mm. me mention it. Sterling mm. Hinchcliffe, who's the Special Minister of State, he's a member for Rockhampton, he gave me a certificate of Queenslandership oh, no. for identifying that Queensland is not just arbitrary lines written by cartographers on a, on a, on a map, yeah. but it is, in fact, on a higher existential plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he's given me a certificate. Does that mean you're now a Queenslander as well, by the extension of the certificate? Well, I, guess, I guess I am. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm a Queenslander. I don't know. So I'm not from Queensland, I'm a Queenslander, and there's, yeah, a, there's a big there's difference. A, yeah. So I, I was up at Lang Park for for Origin One, and I was up this there year? this year. Okay, and I went up there to um uh, to promote my show, you know, purely commercial reasons. Um, and I went up. I was going to go up to Toowoomba, do some radio up there, then go to Brisbane for the game, and then drive back. And when I went to Toowoomba, I decided not to do it in one day. Um, and there was a horrible storm on the coast, and I got the word if you're going to drive up to Brisbane tonight. There's a, this is like well, seven, eight weeks ago. Don't go the coast road because there's really bad storms. Go inland. Mm-hmm. So I went up, stopped in Tamworth, and that took me over the border at a little town called Wollongarra. And Wollongarra is where Billy Moore was born. Oh, okay. No, no, he wasn't born. He was born in Tenerfield, New South Wales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's the nearest hospital to Wollongarra. Oh, he went wow. to school in Tenerfield, New South Wales because that's the nearest school. Wow. He played footy in Tenerfield because that's the nearest footy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... um. On the border there, there's no uh, 
there's no statue of Billy Moore, but there's a big mark where the border is and the, the train station, the border transverses the, um, the platform okay. at a 45-degree angle. This is like red line. Oh, my God. So you can stand on the platform and go, Queensland, New South Wales, Queensland, yeah, New yeah, South yeah. Wales. Instead of being a statue, there's this huge... Queenslander. It's about 40 metres long, okay. just the word Queenslander, mm, 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 and it stares across the border just like <laughs> Billy did. He literally yeah. lived 20 metres from the border. Wow. Um, That's incredible. And did I, you know it was there before you went? No, I didn't. Yeah, I, wow. I, I topped the rise, wiped my eyes, and was yeah. just pissing myself laughing, going, <laughs> yeah. how funny. Like, yeah. I've got a thousand photos of it. Um, but I, I walking to the ground, and there's all these people walking along, and you just sit there and you, it was like they used to say in the Olympics, you go, Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Yeah, oi, oi, oi. Yeah, yeah. And Americans used to think it was funny to go, Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. And suddenly have this. <laughs> yeah. He's walking along and go, Queenslander. And suddenly 30 blokes are going, Queenslander. <laughs> really? Far out. <laughs> it was hysterical. They're such unusual humans. It's oh, incredible. they are. Yeah, and I love it. Every radio station I went to, you'd hear them, whoever was on before me, They'd always sign off. It was like, yeah, thanks, Sam. How good is it being in Queensland? Isn't it beautiful today in Queensland? Really? They love Queensland. And that's not an origin thing. You think they're just signing off going, hey, They just the love Olympia. Queensland. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, often, did, I, did you ask me a question? Um, I don't. I was, I'm happy <laughs> did with I, that. Did I get into the... I also think Billy Moore would like that he has, he doesn't have a statue, but he has his oh, life's yeah. work as a huge billboard. Yeah. I'm oh yeah, he's yeah. He'd prefer that. I, I actually met Billy Moore for the first time only a couple of weeks ago, and um, he gave me a big hug. Loves <laughs> loves yeah. the fact that he's in the film clip. Yeah. Loves the fact that he was in the song, and he's. Um, I have his approval. He and I, me and Virtual Billy, do a duet in the show now, oh, where wow. to the tune of Rosanna by Toto, I do a very soft. All I want to do when I wake up in the morning is say one word. Then I press a button on my computer, and he goes, <laughs> Queenslander. <laughs> <laughs> And the juxtaposition of the yeah. you know, the art and the passion. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. Did he give you a certificate? Like all no, the he didn't. No, no okay. he didn't. But okay. he um yeah, he gets he gets the theatre. Yeah, he oh, does. For sure. Yeah. Um I don't know if at the time he realised what he was doing. Uh, well, what he was going to create, but I knew I think he was certainly in the passion of the the throw. Well his, have you seen his documentary about it, like his story no. about it? No. So this was the Super League year yep. and the Broncos had been banned from playing Origin because Origin was mm-hmm. an Australian, an ARL thing mm-hmm. and the Broncos were all Super League. And so they had this, it was it was the ultimate Star Wars, the ultimate ragtag bunch of no-name nobodies. Who are these people? Yep. Um, and the famously Ben Eichen was in there. Yeah. And Ben Eichen gets in the lift with Wayne Bennett. It was like, oh, hi, Mr. Bennett. And he's like, yeah, g'day. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, who are you? What are you doing in here? Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm your 5'8". Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah, yeah. And Billy and who was the other blonde-haired bear, yeah, Germanic-looking? Um, Larson. Larson. Yeah. And some brother-in-laws. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. He's brother-in-laws with not Ben. The Arkin. other guy. No. Greg Florimo. G Flo. Yeah, G Flo and Larson are, are family through marriage. Sorry, keep going. <laughs> well, the, he was. Um, Fatty was the coach. Fatty yeah. was the coach, and. So we've got to get these young blokes to really buy into the whole Queensland thing, oh, the whole Queenslander right. thing, the Queenslander call. And, and Billy said to Gary, and, a, and there was two other old players, he said, what we're going to do, we're going to, in the dressing room, we're just going to go Queensland, we're going to yell it out, we're going to really get them pumped up, get these young blokes pumped up. And as you walk out, we're going to all yell it out. Mm. So he's walked out and he's gone, Queenslander! I know what else held. He's gone, oh, hell, <laughs> in for a penny, in for a pound. Yeah. Queenslander! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kept doing it. Yeah. And, it, you know, there's Matt Singh and they all they all did get like, oh, yeah, yeah. right. And they won. They won yeah. the series 3-0. Yeah, yeah, no. So that, um, 
And it's all down to Billy. And he's it's all down to Billy, so. accidentally. Now, speaking <laughs> of running into him, who is the person that you've been most excited about being in the crowd? Um, I think probably it was Peter Beatty. Yeah, right. That was actually one of the shows I was at. He was that, sitting next that, to that, that, um, The fact that he turned up and how yeah. he took it as well. Yeah. The, and the... Um, he didn't uh, die, luckily didn't. for you. But. <laughs> <laughs> And his wife looked like she was on the edge. And mm. when I when I went down and, and met him, so me as Peter Beatty, yeah, meeting Peter Beatty and how he took that and, and his wife sitting there and she was, I remember her, she had her head in his hand, her hands and she was shaking and there were tears streaming <laughs> down her face. And, um, and I turned and said, oh, look at this lovely lady. Yeah. Look at her. She doesn't know where to look with so many good looking roosters <laughs> in the room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That yeah. was yeah. That was that was great fun. Like he, was, he was, um, he was a lot of fun. I did have uh, Matt Checken turned up okay. at the show, and so the, quite a few referees turn up, and they they don't like me <laughs> saying it because they're not allowed to have sense of humour publicly. They're yeah. not allowed to be humans. They've got to be just you know they're objects of derision. They're yeah. things that you yell out and disagree with, <laughs> yeah, and you, that's it. Um, and you know they can't be fun. They can't be. They're mm. not allowed to be. Mm. So there's four of them, <laughs> like in hoodies and stuff. Oh right. <laughs> um, and he was there the night that I first debuted the song, um, the night Camp Smith was binned. Oh right. Which yeah. was you know which is now By him. M- moved in to the. Uh, he's the greatest hero to me in rugby league. Yeah, Matt Checking. Yeah. And I spoke to a couple of people who was who were there. Uh, another couple of refs who I won't out who were there. And they said he sat there very quietly. He was visibly blushing. <laughs> oh, right. Because <laughs> yeah. he is quite a humble bloke as well. I've had the chance to meet him. I'm also a referee, would you believe? So you're allowed to ride oh, me in there any you stage. go. <laughs> but the, um, uh, and I, I refer in the same area that he started in, in Balmain. Right. And so I've had the opportunity to meet him a, a bunch of times. He's such a nice bloke. But he, I spoke to him about that and that also um, that he – a podcast that I listened to, we're trying to nominate him for Australian of the Year that year for doing that. Um, and he was, he he took that very well in the same kind of way. In a, in a, he took it very, he didn't laugh out loud or, you know, that's a great idea, but he also didn't say that that's, you know, that's yeah. terrible. He went, oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, that must be very hard for them to balance because they, because as you say, the public to yeah, well, I know there was one. There was one because uh, I've played at a few referees' presentations oh, right. and uh, called Pierce Medal Awards and things. Mm-hmm. And so in a way, that's where the show, that was where the idea for the show really got seated because I was playing one or two songs at corporate functions yeah. um, or playing pre-match entertainment, playing one or two songs on the field. And um, it was Shane Haynes' 300th, he'd, he'd had his 300th game that year. And um, I was given all these stories about Shane Hayne to put into a song, <laughs> yeah, but I was right. also given them under cone of silence. So the song wasn't to be played anywhere else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I can't play it. Although he did come to the show on the Gold Coast and I asked his permission, yeah, go on. Okay. There was, you know, there's, there's allegations of um, some impropriety, not to do with rugby league, just <laughs> some other impropriety yeah, okay, right. well, allegations. And I stress they were allegations. Yeah, None yeah. of them have been proven. <laughs> um, all scuttlebutt. Um, and I did also mention there that he lost, in the song, he lost three grand finals in a row playing for the Muzzlebrook Rams in the, I think, 92, 93, 94. And hasn't smiled since. And that, was, <laughs> that was the basis of his song. That's why he became a referee because he felt it was. <laughs> um, um, but at that, I also had the idea: wouldn't it be fun for the referees' victory song? Yeah, and yeah, just yeah. the concept of that, I fell in yeah. love with. And I think the concept is funnier than the song itself. But, no, no, no. But I, I went and did. I said to the the MC Hornswoggle, Chris James, the um, the uh, diminutive referee who's now working. He's now not a referee anymore. He's a, a gym trainer. Okay. He, a personal trainer, he, um, he was the MC and he got me to play and I said, look, if I'm going to do this song, 
why don't we just for fun, because I used to imitate Jared Maxwell's voice because yeah. I used to love the sound of, what well, the referee had that real, it was kind of... Uh, the, the goodies ha- used to have the UFO watching voice and yeah. they'd speak like this. That was a British nerd voice. And he heard that, but it was a bit deeper. So yeah. it was all, no, he's offside. No, Cameron, back on side, please. <laughs> yeah. And so I said, why don't you introduce me as him? And another referee gave me a referee's shirt and right. I put on a fake nose and some big teeth. Yeah. And they introduced, you know, ladies and gentlemen, to sing the referee's victory songs. Please welcome Jared Maxwell. And the whole place is like, oh, yeah. And they're yeah. All looking at him and he's going, oh, what's going on? What's going on? Yeah. And so I get up and went, how are you, fellas? <laughs> <laughs> the place has just lost it. And, yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. there looking at me going, oh, what's going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And after the thing, we, we um, you know, I did a few songs as him, sent a few people to the bin, had it, you know, blew the whistle on Todd, gave Todd Whit- <laughs> gave uh, Todd Greenberg 10 in the bin for right. um, disagreeing with me. And um, we were out afterwards having drinks and beautifully, it was in Darling Harbour and who should walk past <laughs> Mitchell Pierce and wow. Sean Kenny Dowell. Wow. And I was, I was going to the place and I was like, oh, should I go and say, hey, fellas? Like, no, I'm going to leave it alone. Yeah, so okay. They're having drinks That's with serendipitous them. serendipitous though. Wow. Oh, it is, yeah. yeah but wow. they're all, I'm sitting chatting with several of them and, and they're all going, oh, that was great. That was, you know, I was like, yeah, thanks guys, woo. And then Horse went over and said, yo, sounds nothing like me. <laughs> 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 and so that was where the idea for dressing up and having characters in the show came oh, really? from. really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Because it's a great one. And, and every time I hear him now as the bunker, I also like smile or, or laugh. I can't hear his voice now without thinking about it. And he still, he still says to me, oh, I don't get why you do it. Oh, I don't get why you do it. <laughs> Poor bastard. Um, what about someone that you'd really like to see in the crowd who hasn't been yet? Oh, uh, look, there's one that I, Cooper Cronk. Mm. <laughs> I would love that's Cooper Cronk to come to the show. Where, that's incredible. That's so funny. The, the timing of like reaching for the computer but also trying to do the chords <laughs> mate, gets me every time. That and he's, um, that character in the show is growing. He's um, like this, he, 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 he's Cooper. He's, he's mm. very artistic mm. and, and, and Cooper has this kind of whole um, working class philosopher. Like there's the, there's the Greek idea of a guy who breaks rocks during the day but he's a great thinker. Right, right, right. And that's, right. And that's Cooper. That's him, yeah. Cooper is the disciplined, hardworking, clean up the dressing room. Yeah. The, the rugby league philosopher. Yeah. And I've kind of added poet to that as well. Mm. And, you know, I make the comment as Cooper Cronk that um, one of the main reasons he left the storm was because Cam Smith was no longer weeping when he read his poetry <laughs> and Cam used to weep. But then when he went to the Roosters, Robbo weeps all the time when he reads his poetry <laughs> yeah, right. and Jimmy Tedesco sits in the corner shaking with his head in his hands with tears rolling down right. his cheeks, weeping. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, right. So I'd love Coop, but, but I'm, I'm terrified because, you know, I, I imitate Gal. I'd love Gal to come to the show, but I'm terrified mm. as to how the human would be. Most, most of the time I haven't had anyone have a bad reaction to it mm-hmm. and... Um, I was a bit nervous about doing it because um, you know, they're, these are elite athletes. Mm. They're high performance. Mm. They're also fairly solid mm. and, and strong. And, um, and also played, it's better to say you love rugby league. You don't really want to upset oh, no, I'm not, rugby league. You well, love I'm not going to – I'm not gonna, um, I'm actually not going to imitate someone or put them in the show if I don't like them. Yeah, that's exactly right. And so. um, you know, Gal, I put Gal in there as a villain. Um, I love Gal because he is a villain because I'm, I'm not a Sharks fan. Mm. And he is a villain, but he's a clean, like he's a straight villain. Yeah. He doesn't pretend to be anything else. Yeah, he's yeah, not yeah. deceptive. He, yeah. He's just like, 
yeah, I'm going to hit him. I'm going to try and get my shoulder and break his rib. It's yeah. what I'm going to do. Yeah. It's, it's my job. Yeah. In fact, it's I've been so... trained to do it since I've been 12, so it'd <laughs> yeah. be hard for me not to. I, I quite enjoy it, yeah. actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I kind of hope, but I had, I had one incident with, um, I played for the Eels when uh, Nathan Hindmarsh retired. I did a song glorifying Nathan Hindmarsh and every word in the song, every, every line was all about how, what a good bloke he was, but also included euphemism for the backside and the whole film clip was just his pants falling down. <laughs> And um, I did another one for Luke Burt and I interviewed widely about Luke Burt, trying to find funny stories about Luke Burt. And the consensus was there isn't any. Mm. He's actually just so dull. He's Mm. so, he's just, he is. I get that vibe. He's hardworking and if. If he doesn't get something right, he'll just keep doing it and doing it and doing it until he does. So he's 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 every, actually everything good. There's nothing. There's no sort of slight bent or quirk. Yeah. It's just straight. You know, here's the here's the rock that I have to move. I'll move it. Yeah. And um, so what the hell is that song about? Well, I did again go back to Greek. I did a thing called a mock epic. Like I sort of made him out to be like a Norse guy. He he was a North. He came from Newcastle, so it's all. Jack Black style made him out to be yeah, just the, think, yeah. the greatest thing in the world and he never dressed like a woman, he never isn't covered in tats, and, and, but he's just a boy. Oh, and they yeah. used to call him just a boy and literally when he had his first training session with them, oh, when he was, he, his dad would drive him down. His okay. dad would go to the pub with all the Eels players and sit there on the piss. He'd sit in the corner playing the, the one Xbox Shut that was there. Mouth. That's unbelievable. <laughs> and, and they were all trying to, they were all, and this is a line I got from a few of them. They were all trying to buy cars and talk about girls and, you know, dating and girlfriends and marriages and all this exciting stuff. And he was talking about SpongeBob SquarePants. No. Like that was literally what no. Bertie was. <laughs> so I played these two songs at the Parramatta presentation night. And... Heidi took it well. Well, there's the film clip. So the, the screen was there and this was one of the first songs I'd done it with the, like playing with a film clip yep. and, and singing along which was an, as a performer, I've performed for years, it was a really interesting experience because people... People are looking at that. No, they're looking at both. Oh, okay. Um, I'll bet you both of you, when you're watching TV, you've got your phone and you're flicking between right, the two. Right, It's a modern thing to right. be able to focus on two things. And people sitting there looking at the screen, looking at me, looking like they're watching tennis. Yeah, right. All except for one boy, Tim Manor, who was staring at me in the front row, leaning back, arms folded, ah. just staring at me and... I was looking, I was kept glancing and going, oh, God, yeah. oh, God. <laughs> and, and all I could think of was on the Maddie Johns show um, on Channel 7, uh, Arne Doe did the, the HG and Roy tackle box thing where he actually put on a G-suit that measured G-force and got people to tackle him, <laughs> to people, sorry, to, to run into him yeah. and measured the impact. And all I could think of was Fui Fui Moiwai was, I think he was about nine Nine G's. He was hitting with you know fighter pilots blackout at four, four out. <laughs> and and Tim Manor was something like six. I was thinking he hits with six G. While on stage, you talk about multitasking. People looking, you're thinking about that while still performing. <laughs> so it's thinking, and I was just thinking, if he walks up to you, just clench your teeth so you don't. So, <laughs> and I finished, and Birdie came up and oh, and he gave me a hug, and Hindy gave me a hug, and then Tim Manor kind of pushed his way through the crowd, and I. I tensed up. Yeah. And I braced. Clench, clench. And he's just giving me the biggest hug and gone, and this huge smile. Man, that was beautiful. That was beautiful because, like, you're taking the piss, but you do it respectfully. And it was loving and it was it was wow. mocking and it was it was so fantastic, so respectful. And I was going, oh, thank God. Yes, Mr. Manor. Thank you, Mr. Manor. <laughs> yeah, wow. But he has, he has, you know, women talk about resting bitch face. He says resting angry face. Yeah. So he wasn't actually angry. Yeah. It's Concentrating just, was it's hard just for him. It's just what his face was. Yeah. So he was... um. 
Oh, I'm not going to say anything bad. I'm not going to no, agree with that. No, no, no. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Neither, and I don't, I'll take it back. Um, now, speaking about ro- loving rugby league, you're, you're a massive Raiders fan. How well do you remember the 1989? Oh, Let's get that out of the way. Okay, I remember it very well. Okay, um, good for you. Despite the fact that there was... Uh, so 1989 was a big year for me. I'd moved out of home. I'd done a few years of uni in Canberra. Well, I'd done three different first years. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> moved out of Canberra, went to Goulburn of all places, went to, did music at college in Goulburn, then dropped out of that and went to Lismore to do music at university. So I was a first year music student. I was 22. And um, so I would have been 23 by the time the grand final happened. There was a lot of alcohol mm-hmm. um, because it was kind of like it was my first year properly out of home, yeah, properly yeah. on my own. Um, I'd saved up money. I was paying my own rent. And um, uh, that whole year, so Lismore is, there's a lot of kids that came down from Queensland okay. to study there. So it was half New South Wales, half Queensland. Whole State of Origin series was nuts yep. because I was living on campus, These the villas, there was like 25 villas that had three people in each. And every state of origin oh would descend on one villa and the whole lot and mates will be in there. And so people were packed in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And American party styles. Like oh, it was. Like there were broken windows. There were people yeah, went to yeah, hospital. Yeah. Like there'd be New South Wales would score and every New South Wales person would jump on a Queenslander and start giving him dead <laughs> arms and dead legs and, and vice versa. So yeah. they, like there was blo- – I, I, I got a cut. Like I got a, a cut. Of my, but it was all friends. Yeah, <laughs> was, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was nuts. Yeah. And um, I also uh, – we had floods in Lismore in 89. And um, the, the, there was six football fields beside the villas and um, we played a game of what was called flood footy, which is Queensland versus New South Wales residents. And we all had black under our, yeah, cool. on our cheeks because that was the, the cool thing to do. de rigueur yeah. at the time. And I had a mouth guard with me, which I put in and I scored a try. Now, <laughs> there's about a foot of mud and two feet of water <laughs> when we were playing. So I'm yeah. oh, not quite two feet of water, but it was, it was muddy. Yeah. So. No one had pace. Everyone was slipping over and I – three people fell over as I was running for the try line. <laughs> so I got called Chica. Ah, so I had right. there's still a whole, lot of, a whole group of friends that call me Chica. And wow. I, I love it because of that try. Yeah. Um, Chica Ferguson for anyone who doesn't know what he's talking about. Yep. Of course they do. Mm, well, you'd be surprised. <laughs> the next uh, – the Queensland team kicked off. I went to dive on the ball as one of my mates, Anthony. How are you? He went to kick it. And I copped it across the jaw. No. And it broke my jaw and knocked me out. And I was, I remember no. <laughs> lying in the mud thinking, I'm dead set going to drown. I have to get up. Yeah. And trying to get up and then falling back down again and trying to get up. And they were all laughing because they knew I was a clown. So they thought I was acting up. Around, and then Anthony yeah. was like, nah, I felt that. Nah. And yeah. my jaw had, had broken, but it hadn't moved because of the mouth guard. Wow. And we went to the, um, Went to, didn't know how bad it was. And I was pretty badly concussed. I, I, I have no, like I remember that, like I said, the, the drowning thing. Mm. Um, then I remember the hospital and I've been told stories about it. Um, what happened between mm. me not drowning and then going to the hospital. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was, it was a big year. That was all 89. And then yeah. when it, during Origin, Queensland won the series and I, was, I just gave this speech to all the Queenslanders, it doesn't mean anything. Origin's nothing. What matters is the premiership and yeah. the Raiders are going to win. At this point, the Raiders are 10th. Right. Nah, Raiders are going to win the premiership. And, like, yeah, I know we're 10th, but we're 10th because all our players are playing Origin. We've got Laurie playing Origin. We've got Mel. We've got, mm. you know, the, all your Queenslanders, they're going to come back and we're going to win the premiership. Fast forward to the end of the game. So at halftime, I was devastated. I, I think... <laughs> I think it was three Coopers in, at halftime. Yeah, right. In, in that twenty-minute break, 
um, to anesthetize myself yeah, after yeah, yeah. after Ciro, like that bounce and that kick, that yeah. courier kick as his his foot. Uh, even now, you'd they'd go to the video and they go, really, really? And mm. it was, it was in. There was nothing wrong with it. And the way it bounced away from Belcher mm. and seeing Siren run away like Forrest Gump, the knees were high <laughs> yeah. and he was just running and running. Yeah. I swear that, um, who played Forrest Gump? What's his name? Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, thank you. That's I swear Tom Hanks has watched the 89 Grand Final <laughs> and that was where the idea came from. Um, now I thought oh, there's no way we're going to come back. Right. Like there's no chance, and so I just got on. We don't it. need a whole highlight thing of what happens next. That's great that you. Okay, we'll stop. We'll, well, well your friend we'll can cut. come in and kick me in the face, so I can concuss well, this next bit. That would be great. We'll, we'll concuss the next bit. Yeah. <laughs> Melmaninga, first thing he says on television: "This is great. This is what it's all about. I've worked. You work with these guys all year. We've worked <gasps> them for years. Yeah. You know, this is like." This beats Origin. This beats playing for Australia. Yes! This is what it's all about. Yes! And I was watching all the Queenslanders. I was going, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, right. and I, yeah, I got pummeled. I got yeah, <laughs> pretty but you were right. Beaten. You were. That was the most oh, right. You were right. That for was the six rightest months. I'd ever been. Yeah, wow. I, it happened that I also I won about a thousand bucks because there was a <gasps> you put in a dollar for the university tipping comp. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nine weeks out, I was down in the bottom ten percent, and each week I just look who do, who do I need to win the, this week to get the Raiders up the ladder, and I was getting sixes and sevens every week. Wow! And everyone else was tipping against the Raiders because their thing's going to come to an end. So I was just tipping, and everything I was tipping was happening. I was going, "How good is this?" So by the end of it, I'd gone from ten bottom ten percent to number one out of a thousand people. <laughs> Is 89 the greatest year of your life? You win a 1000 bucks. you were the most right you've ever been. It's got to be pretty close. You scored a try. And then there's other stuff I'll tell you off, Mike. Yeah. The, <laughs> the band I was in was awesome. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah wow. And so that's obviously you, you watched it with. Are they the kind of people that got you into rugby league or who? Oh, uh, no, it was my family. Yeah, yeah. It, my, my, fam- my parents are Kiwis. They came over here in 1958. And um, we grew up in Canberra. Dad was an academic. And... Um, he just immersed himself in all local stuff. He didn't play anything. Um, he played soccer when he was a kid. He, you know, they were, my mum was a Kiwi such that if, a, if New Zealand's playing Australia, she goes for New Zealand. If New Zealand's playing England, she goes for New Zealand. If England's playing Australia, she'd go for England. Whoa. And that, that's a true Kiwi would wow. prefer England to beat Australia. Yeah, <laughs> so okay. so I, was, I was brought up with that and we were brought up as Australians. So she'd be going against us all yeah. the time. My first memory of league uh, was watching my, with my brothers the 1973 grand final. Okay. Now, I used to, you know, I, I know in primary school I did a picture, and sorry, in kindergarten, in preschool, I have a picture I did of Eric Sims <laughs> and it's a guy clearly in red and green and there's some goals. Like it's, it's not like a great work of art. It's yeah, very yeah. much a, a preschool painting. Yeah. But the preschool teacher had written the caption, which I'd, which is, this is Eric Sims. He has scored some tries and kicked some goals. Yeah, so obviously right. I, you know, we watched the footy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I still have Dad's Rabbitohs beanie. So, wow. so how's he a Rabbits fan then? Um, I think that was just. Oh, you, Canberra wasn't there when you moved. No, to, there's no, yeah, no, there's no Raiders. So you've got to pick a team. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Sorry. And um, so my brothers were either Rabbitohs or Dragons. So this is late sixties where they, they were growing up. Yeah. So it's either Rabbitohs or Dragons. There's no other choice. Yeah. And um. I was a Rabbitohs fan and then my eldest brother said I was allowed to look at the train set 
if I switched allegiance to the dragons. That's amazing. And really other than that, I wasn't allowed to look at the train. I wasn't even allowed to go into the room where the train set was. But wow. if I said I was a dragons fan, I could stand up on a little chair and I could watch the trains go around. But it was yeah. far enough back that I had no chance of reaching out it, yeah. and nice. damaging it. Yeah. So I became a dragons fan. Yeah. But then 1973, um, mainly Cronulla Grand Final, they were all going for So I had three older brothers, my sister, mum and dad. They were all going for Cronulla. So I believed Cronulla to be the favourites, but they were going for them because they were the underdogs. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was the youngest, I was made to go for Manly so that if Manly won, they had someone to beat up. No. And Manly won. Oh, and crap. So I stuck with Manly. Wow. So <laughs> you took a beating for them. I so took you... a beating for them. Yeah. And they had a reasonably good decade. Yep. And then the Raiders joined in 82 and... That the whole it. family moved then or? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, right. All climbed aboard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we all had mum, – mum bought three of us um, tickets to the 87 grand final okay. and we flew up on ANSET. So we all <laughs> went to the airport, wow. ANSET plane up, a couple of buses to the SCG. Um, I just – I was 20. Again, alcoholic haze. Yeah. It was a – it was so much fun. Yeah. So I love yeah. that your parents are flying your family up for grand finals. That's so great. They're yeah. they're really they're really yeah, but it, people. But it was um well they actually weren't. That's the thing. That was more a cultural thing. And I think oh. this is the this is the real secret of Canberra and people, you know, people my age from Canberra is that Canberra it hit critical mass around the late 80s. Now I'd left. I left in 88, so I picked a bad time to leave. Um but when Cam when the Raiders joined the competition, Canberra was a little country town and most of the population was actually blowing. So people go to the public service mm -hmm. or to serve tenure on parliament or whatever. Mm -hmm. They're there for two or three years and they go back. So yep. a lot of people from Melbourne, a lot of people from Sydney, people from the country. Um, it was not notionally an AFL town because when um, Menzies moved the public service up in the 50s, like he was saying, it's stupid having this capital, not having the public services. Yep. So Menzies, Menzies was a big believer in Canberra and in, in the nation above the states. So he moved the public service up there. So there's all these public servants living in hostels yeah. and... Um, and it really, it built, but they were still part-time Canberrans. Then they'd slowly they'd be building houses, they'd put people out and so the, the population grew. Um, it kind of hit a critical mass in the early 80s where it was, it had its own population that weren't just public yeah, servants. Yeah. And we still, you know, I still go to games and get told, oh, bloody Canberra politicians. Like, no, no, who's the Prime Minister? No, he's from Cronulla. Who was the last one? He was from Manly. Who was the last one? He was from Queensland. Who was the last one? She was from Adelaide. Like, there's no, there's no Canberra Prime Minister. Yeah. Um, we're not politicians and we had a real chip on our shoulder as I just demonstrated mm, yeah. <laughs> all about that. So the Raiders came in as Canberra was looking for identity, as Canberra was trying to say right. we are a yeah. population, we have something. The Queenslanders came in with, um, uh, you know, Don Ferno went and, and bought them in, in 85. We had a couple of ex-Sydney like, you know, Nana Grant, ex-Tiger, um, Chica Ferguson, Dean Lance, who, you know, they come in with the, the Newtown collapse. Um but we had Chrissy O'Sullivan. I went to school with Chrissy's sister. So wow. she, he went to school with my brother and played footy with my brother. So it was like this is a real person playing yeah, yeah, yeah. on the TV yeah. that I knew and I'd watched him play in under-12s. Um, uh, Ashley Gilbert. Um, there was all these local guys yeah. who were playing and it really formed an identity for the city. So in 87 we made the grand final. It was such a big single-finger salute to Sydney <laughs> saying we have, you know, we're on the big stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, Canberra really came of age around the time of the Raiders winning those premierships. So yeah. the timing was, um, 
was just impeccable. Yeah, it was fantastic. And that was that leads me beautifully to this. Do you remember feeling particularly spoilt during that time, winning back to back in the '94? I mean, did you realize at the time this is not going to happen again? I think I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but also, like I said, it was when I'd moved out of Canberra, and so in a way that really welded me onto the Raiders because mm. it was a connection to home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, you know, my mum used to write me a letter every week. And it was, it was like, because I, tra- I was playing in a band, I was traveling a whole lot and it was pretty loose. So for four years, I didn't have a bed. I didn't have a bedroom. I was staying in hotels and, um, um, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, if the band wasn't touring, I stayed at one of the other guys' houses. So it was a really uh, unsettled time. So she'd send me a letter every week to my manager who'd, who'd get wow. it to me. And it was just like, you know, Aunt Dawn called today and uh, I made a cake. Yeah. Made some of those biscuits you like, and knowing I wasn't going to have them, uh, which you know, <laughs> which told me which chooks were laying, you know, all this sort of stuff. And, yeah. um, and so that kind of kept me grounded at home. Yeah. At the same time, the Raiders kept me connected with Canberra. I had yeah, Canberra right. friends, and it was like that was my, you know, guys aren't good at talking emotional, but you can talk footy. Mm. And it kind of gives you an excuse. It gives you something to talk about that opens the door so you can actually have conversations. Yeah. And so yeah. the Raiders were really, um, for me, psycho- deeply psychologically. Yeah. And yeah, footy cards as well. Yeah, right. So they, you know, they kept me grounded. So that was, during that time, I kind of knew that you know, obviously it can't last forever. Mm. I, I did, I did maths at uni. I did statistics. <laughs> I know yeah. sixteen teams. Malmeninga can't play for this much longer. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> no. And even when he's, even when he's gone, just there's, you know, there's one in sixteen chance, just yeah. straight up numbers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we've had our, we've had three wins in five years. We're going to have a lean period. Yeah, right. right. Like the Dragons, eleven straight, yeah. and then there's forty years. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah the maths works. Now, staying in your childhood, um, those players that you remember from back then, is there anyone that you can remember then who you would love to have in the current Raiders team now? Um, we were oh, getting too emotional, so I'm taking it back to football <laughs> <laughs> real quick. They'd all be a bit old. Oh, there's that oh, guy. No, there's they turned into a new... They, they turned turn into back the, how they yeah, were back into then. Into whatever age that you think they're at their peak. Oh, gee. It, <laughs> it's hard to choose a lot of them. Yeah. Like Mel, you'd probably have to go Mel. Yeah. Mel... Um, just such a dominating character and, you know, the physique matched his personality mm. and um, it was a real, you know, blend that they, they worked well together. He wasn't like a gentle giant. He was his, his playing was the same as his physique. It yeah. was big. It was imposing. It was fast. It was strong. So I reckon that would be the one you'd have to take. And, and you've, you've nailed it because that's exactly who I would have also picked because he can also kick goals. And so the Tigers need a big centre at the moment who can kick. But yeah, but he, he was um, – there was quite a few years where – um, Gary Belcher kicked the goals. Oh, really? Because Mel, <laughs> it was straight in front. Mel missed. Mel had really good record from out wide. Okay. His his stats were quite weird because of, because he had that the toe, toe poke, poke method. Yeah, yeah. That's an unreal. It's like a seventy percent method. And so from straight in front, he hit, from out wide, he'd be kicking seventy percent. Oh, I see. From straight in front, front, it was also kicking. 70%. It's also kicking seventy yeah. percent. Whereas Badge was kicking ninety percent from front. 30% from out wide. Yeah, right. I didn't realise. Yeah, so they had this this kind of crossover thing where um, Badger take the easy ones because Mel okay. was just as likely to miss them. Yeah, wow. That'll still work. Moses and Bike can take him in front, so Mel's, I'm still sticking with Mel. <laughs> um, have you ever considered doing a song about him? or, or About Mel? Also, yeah, are you worried about his sense of humour might not? Oh, Because he'd also be a Tim Manor-esque, you know, well, when he's coming up on stage. I do have, like I, when you, you mentioned before that they used That's in Queensland for the Queenslanders yeah. Only show, yeah. which Mel was a host of. Mm-hmm. And I was so relieved when they called me about that. Um, and there's, there's, you know, I've got the footage of Mel singing it, going Queensland's everywhere mm. in the purple robes, the maroon robes. 
um, because there was an incident. I did the original version of it and then in game two that year they selected Ben Teo. And so I changed it because Ben Teo, who was brought up, he played for the um, Hauraki, uh, I think it was the Hauraki cult, the Coast Raiders, so in New Zealand, the west coast of Auckland, um, in Davenport, just near where my dad grew up. So he played for them. Then he got headhunted by Kebra Park High ah. at, I think he was 16. He was headhunted to come and play, to go to school at Kebra Park, which is a, you know, it's a known league breeding right. ground. Mm-hmm. Um, and he subsequently started playing for the Rabbitohs and they started playing for Queensland. But he was selected as a Queenslander. Now, he was, he was, he'd played for the junior Kiwis. He'd played <laughs> for um, Samoa, the junior Samoa. Now, he's wow. played for Samoa Open. And... Um, because he went to school in Kebra Park, the first time he'd played uh, under 16s you know, here, here. Mm. was in Queensland. And somehow he qualified as a Queenslander. Mm. And I actually thought that was even more dodgy than, than um, uh, Greg Inglis. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That Greg Inglis grew up here going for the Blues, went up there. Now, Greg Inglis' story is all about his um, Aboriginal descent. Yeah. And... You know, there's there's no mocking that, mm. um, but he was born in Bowerville, so I'm gonna I'll, I'll stick yeah. to it. I'm not yeah, gonna yeah. change it. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Ben Teo doesn't hate doesn't hate New South Wales. Yeah, he's just and and he was brought in as a mercenary. He was a hundred percent mercenary, mm. and I point, kind of made the song being about that, mm. and it was shown to him at a press conference. Ben Teo or Mel? Both of them together. Oh, yeah, okay. We've shown it. To, you know, have you heard the song? The version of that's in Queensland, and Mel had heard that song. Like, oh, yeah. yeah poo-pooed it, didn't like it. Have you seen this version? And they played it to him on an iPad. And there's a big article about this on AAP. Ben Teo went nuts. Oh, I said wow. that, you know, was was so angry about it because oh. it was saying, you're actually a mercenary. You're not, an, you're not a Queenslander. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll point out, you know, where's he playing now? He's playing rugby for England. Mm. So there's not a lot of Queenslanders who want to play rugby for England. They no. want to play yeah. in the league for yeah. Queensland. And... um. Mel shut down the press conference and for game three that year had banned the media mm. from Queensland. The Queensland media wow. were banned. And I read that. And you I was, broke Queensland. Wow. And the Telegraph had an article ready that if Queensland lost that year, they were going to have this article, yes, the yes. song that broke Queensland. Yes, yes. And I was there going, so I, don't, I don't know if I want that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they I did. did. That would have been amazing. Thankfully, the Queensland won, so I didn't get, didn't get called <laughs> yeah. the song that broke Queensland, but they did call it the song that changed origin rules. There was ah, a, an article right. about that. And like I said, it was in the Telegraph, so it's true. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Have you met him? Have you had a chance to meet Mel yet? I've met Mel several times, but not since I've done that song. Ah, right. Um, I, I recall meeting him at a Raiders game I went to, Raiders-Roosters game at, uh, at the SFS where um, – I did some work with Super League doing the the audio recordings for their ads. Okay. And that was just you're you know, constantly a sound in, engineer. In the, you're weaving in and out of rugby league your entire life. I love it. <laughs> yep. And um, there was this particular girl who worked there. And I was quite fond of this girl who, yeah. who was, and, and I, I asked her out on the date. Oh, and this is, um, yeah, it was very brave stuff. Yeah. I, wasn't, I wasn't accustomed to asking girls out on the date. <laughs> right. And she said yes. And the date was going to be, she said, look, you know, you're a Raiders fan. I'm a Roosters fan. Why don't you come to the Roosters Raiders game with okay. me? Sweet. This so is a she, great date. She's super league. She's, you know, okay, we'll go. Mm. This is this is a great date. And then she's called me on the day and gone, look, I'm really sorry, but the tickets that I have, they come through my dad and he said he wasn't going to be able to come, but he just called me today to say he can come. Oh, right. So, you know, like... I fully understand if you want to do something else because I, I would like to go on the date with you, but it might be a bit awkward 
This is and the weirdest way to get out of a date, so I believe her. If you're like, yeah. my dad is now coming on the date and you can't come. But, she, but she then said, but she said, if you want to come, and I was like, you know what? Yeah, right. I want to go. Yeah. So I thought the, the only way to deal was to load up pre, pre-game. Okay. I don't know if that was a good idea, but okay. <laughs> I walked in with her and there's Mel who was coaching at the time. And I've gone, oh, Mel. And I had literally watched 89 and 94 the previous week. Right. Yeah. As all camera fans, I assume, do. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much do. When the Raiders are going badly, yeah. you pull out, you put the <laughs> yeah. videos in. And so he met me then and it was kind of like, oh, yeah, another drunken idiot. Yeah, that yeah, was, yeah. <laughs> that was his response. he didn't you were on a date, with, on his first date, on a first on date. On a first date, yeah. yeah. And I didn't go anywhere. Oh, and I did fair. get very loud and the Raiders did lose. Yeah. And her dad was there. Like, <laughs> her dad was yeah. there and her brother and oh. her brother's mate <laughs> and her dad's mate and all these people. And I was there in a very loud Woodges Raiders jersey. Right, okay. And um, I was... I'm yeah. worried that it was going to quickly turn into the Manly Grand Final thing where the whole family just beats on you. And I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad Canberra didn't win oh, because they could much. have done well, that. They're all happy I was there. Yeah, right. They all enjoyed oh, the, course, the yeah. volume. Lord, the, yeah. the fact that I was... They didn't lord it over me. They just kind okay. of they um they took it, and I was there. Nah, you're only eight points up. You need to be more. <laughs> you need to be more than eight points up at half time. <laughs> and that that reflected back to one of the first games I went to in Sydney was the Raiders Bears game. Would have been ninety three, ninety three or ninety four when I moved to Sydney, and um, me and three mates in Woodges jerseys on the hill at North Sydney. One of them got a blanket and got there early, so we're sitting there, and it's a sea of red and blue, and we're actually on the coverage. You can see us on the video. Wow. And at halftime, the Raiders were 16 nil down. And we were there again. Copying it, I'm sure, then. No, we weren't. Oh, we we were giving it. On you guys. We were giving it, going oh, 16, 16 nil. It's not enough, guys. You know it's not enough. And they're all sitting there going, <laughs> okay, don't want to say anything. Yeah. Sure enough, it wasn't enough. Wow. And there was 20 minutes to go. Laurie Daly. There was a Bears infringement. It was still, I think it was 16 nil. It might have been, the numbers might have been a bit fuzzed yeah, up again okay. by the, the memory. Um, but Laurie Daly, the Raiders got a penalty 10 metres out, and Laurie Daly's pointing to the post. And I've subsequently found this out. He's pointing to the post and saying to Bill Harrigan, Can I tap and go? That's amazing. And Bill Harrigan's going, You're pointing at the post. I said, Yeah, I know. Yeah. Can I tap and go? Hurry up, and, Bill. Answer and, the question. <laughs> yeah, hurry up, Bill. Answer. And just for the, for the listeners at home, I'm pointing. Like yeah. he, he, he kept his hand up, and Bill went, If you want to tap and go, you can tap and go, but you need to tell me. So I'm going to tap and go. So, okay. Bill stepped back. He tapped. He went and scored because the Bears right. were looking at him. Yeah, of course. JT was still arguing with Harrigan at the kickoff and the Raiders scored from the kickoff. Shut up. <laughs> so suddenly, end of the game, the Raiders had won it and we were just there. Through the most incredible fashion. <laughs> we told you a job. And all the Bears fans are going, yeah, no, you told us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as only Bears fans yeah. can, you know, yeah, very magnanimous so and gracious. In, in defeat. Yeah, they've had so much practice to pull buses. That would have been another year as well. They would have gone close but didn't get all the way. 93, yeah. 94, that was their time. Yeah, they were certainly top five. Um, while we're talking about meeting Canberra heroes, if you could choose anyone to go to a, a Raiders game at Old Premiership House, as I like to call GIO Stadium, would you? Who would it be with? <laughs> oh wow! To sit with, as yeah. in old players? No, it could be anyone. Or anyone? anyone in the world. Okay, because I have to I make it even harder. Anywhere in the world? Oh. <laughs> My girlfriend. Oh, yeah? <laughs> she's been to one game because I was playing at halftime and my girlfriend has said to me, um, you know, she's she's suffered through a few matches on TV. Okay. Doesn't deal well with the volume <laughs> that me and uh, people I watch with get to. Yeah. And, um, and doesn't deal well with the, the passion. And there was one game I was watching with her and my son and we were sitting, I was, you know, yelling at the TV and she's like, why, why are you yelling so loud at that? Yeah. I said, well, look, what – 
It's a terrible time to ask me. Ask me again later. What's happened here is blah, 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 blah. Mm. And she said to me, no, no. It's, it's <laughs> not, not why you shouting. <laughs> it's not. It's, I understand the rules. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the rules I don't understand. It's the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought, okay, I'm that big. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm giving up. Yeah. I'm giving up. Yeah. So, yeah, that will be great to have her come to a game. But but I'd put the caveat on. She has to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, right. And and you'd need to win. Would you think that would be oh. an important thing? Because then you get, she gets to feel the the atmosphere of, like, a win. I think that's a big thing for people who don't care. Yeah. If you go to a game and you lose, you're like, well, that was – you kind of walk out and everyone's miserable and, and you, the person who took them, is miserable and they're like, why would we do this? <laughs> Whereas if you go – I've taken um, my wife to a couple – she came to one I distinctly remember in Penrith. She said, you've got nothing to do this afternoon. Let's go to the game in Penrith. <gasps> oh, my God. Yeah, I married that, this woman. Is yeah. that when you proposed? <laughs> no. No, I think I'd already been smart enough. But we drove out there and the Tigers won on the bell and, and the place was the five or six people around us were losing and I was so excited. She was jumping up and down. And, and from then she's like, I get, like she understands why okay, I so go to a lot of this is probably the thing with, um, with my girlfriend. She's never experienced that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you. experienced the losses. <laughs> but it's hard. It's hard to pick the one that's going to work because you yeah, don't want to stitch it up. And even then she's, watched, she's seen the 80, she's suffered through the 89 grand final. On a tape. Um, on on this on a DVD, yeah, yeah, yeah she's yeah. she's watched that. I do have a tape of it yeah. as well yeah, yeah, from yeah, the yeah. time, Just and it's just a little bit. It's VHS, <laughs> and she's a little bit wobbly and liney. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you still you don't get like you're saying that moment of euphoria mm. of it actually happening in real time in front of you, which is mm. why you love sport. Mm. She hasn't had that. Yeah. And I know I I went to do some pre match entertainment in Canberra. I had two singers with me, two girls who were singers who, you know, they didn't dislike rugby league. They'd right. never been to a game. It's <laughs> a game where the Raiders put on 22 points. It was 22 nil at half time, and it was against the Titans. And then the Titans started coming back, and you could feel the crowd getting down and yeah. down and down. It was Matt Alford's first game, and um, uh, last play of the game, they've scored. We've kicked off. They've done the kick. Matt Alford has got the kick. There's a scrum. He's knocked one at the scrum base. Oh my god! Poor and who's the guy? The Titans player with the long hair that's cut it off. Second rower, he's like the Titans player, the James Cam- Ryan yeah, James. James yeah. He scored Cam- it. He's he's scored the most remarkable, like this Rabbitohs won the weekend. The yeah, most right. remarkable last play after the siren try. Mm-hmm. Watching it, going, oh, you know that was really good, and you can see how happy the Titans will be. But we're in Golden Point, mm. and then the Titans kick off. Fergo catches the ball, um, and runs out, and he's got that holding the ball style, and his knees are high, and he's just knocked the ball on his knee and dropped it. And they get a scrum and they kick a field goal and mm. and the whole place was so deflated because we were 22 nil up. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. these two girls have seen that and they've never been in another rugby league game. No. Because it's Probably depressing. Yeah. It's depressing. Yeah. Why would you do that to yourself? Yeah, but the the issue you run uh, is if you take them to a t- – I mean, that's the Titans is a great example because you take your girlfriend to that going, we'll beat the Titans. Oh, yeah. And then it's even worse when you lose to the Titans. So. Oh, yeah. Mm. And how happy were the Titans? Yeah. They were so, <laughs> so happy. Um, I would take – uh, to it to like it oval uh, hopefully in that one of those beautiful boxes I'd take Junior so that I could watch the entire game with the Wayne Pierce oh. Hill as the backdrop um, can you talk me through how that song came about <laughs> that one okay so I like I said did the song theme song for the footy show in 2006 I was kind of loosely involved in it putting a couple of songs in they asked me a few times to uh, at the start of 2007-2008 to put together an idea for a band for the footy show because oh, okay. I used to have an in-house band. It was like a six or seven-piece band. Um, one year it was ten that had brass. It was great. Um, 
but pardon me, they wanted to downsize it and they wanted to down budget it. Mm. And um, they kept asking me to put an alternative up. And I think in a lot of ways I was just the, <laughs> I was the bargaining chip. So they could say to the band, you've got to charge us less money because this guy's got this idea. Yeah. Um, then in 2009 we got the gig and um, it was all exciting. And then pretty soon after that, you know, we got boned. We, it was the same, uh, the Maddie Johns year. We got boned. Uh, so we did four shows. And then the fifth one, they got a DJ and we didn't get told. Oh, wow. We, um, none of that sort of honourable stuff happens. I found out because I was calling to check about parking. Shut and the, up. And the this production manager said, oh, parking. Um, did they not call you? No. And I was just at that point, I yeah, thought, okay. Because, mm. um, yeah, there'd been, there'd been issues. There's a lot of, there's a lot of dirt that, that happened in those three weeks, um, mainly to do with budgets and cost cutting. And we were one of the costs they wanted to cut. And um, <laughs> I was on hold for about five minutes, came back, yeah, we won't be needing the band tomorrow. We're going to get a DJ. Uh. Right, thanks. And um, that was miserable. But at the same time, so that, you know, I'd wanted this job for, for three years, finally got it and then got boned mm. within three weeks. Mm. Did feel a big weight lift because it, um, it was a difficult workplace. Yeah, right. Um, but then, and we knew, like I kind of feel from the crew, we were dead men walking, or right. two girls who were dead people walking. Um, <laughs> so we got boned. And then about two weeks later, I got a royalty check from Australia's Next Top Model. So I used to roll the music for Australia's Next Top Model for wow. five years. So I got this royalty check from, it was a combination of Scandinavia, South Africa and Canada. All of us, all Next Top Models? Oh, where, where Australia Australia's plays. Next Top Model. Where, yeah, but, where, where Australia's Next Top Model played over there. Oh, I see, I see, I see. You I get got, music. Oh, wow, that's so right. I got for it. And it was, the royalty check was more than the entire season the footy show was going to pay me. Okay. <laughs> and I, I, not particularly religious, but I thought this is the universe saying, yeah. take some time and heal. You'd had some, you know, the, the, the times leading up to that, that I'd had some tough times happening, okay. you know, mother dying, relationship breakdown. So it was tough and I thought, mm. take some time off, heal, you've got money. Mm. Just take some time off and give yourself a, um, a break. And I did that and I used to watch Monday Night Footy because that's when Fox had it on and, yep. that was, and I loved that Wiz, Gordy and Junior mm. with um, Phelan Ryan or Ryan Phelan was the, the host and Monday night was Monday was washing day, and Monday night I'd be doing the ironing oh, okay, right. <laughs> in front of the footy, like a proper housewife, and I'd yeah. vacuum as well. Yeah. Um, and um, I was just watching it, and I'd, I'd done some freelance work at Fox Sports, so I spoke to one of the producers, said, "Look, Gary Freeman keeps talking about doing having his own show, and he he was Wiz was so much fun. He was so mischievous, really? and he would constantly be backstage with Gordon Tellus." saying, you know, issue A, issue A is terrible, solution B is dreadful. Isn't issue A terrible? Isn't solution? And, and he'd wind Gordy up and he'd get on air and Gordy would go, oh, yeah, issue A and solution B. And Wiz would go, oh, Gordy, what about solution C, though? And they're like completely <laughs> turning his position around. So he'd wind Gordy up yeah, and then yeah, just yeah. drop this bomb. And <laughs> so he was all mischief and... He kept saying, seriously, Gordy, when I got my own show, I'm, gonna, I'm not just going to get you off my show. I'm going to get you off Fox Sports. <laughs> and it was, all, it was all just, you know, trash talk. Yeah, yeah. And so I called up and said, what if I did a theme song for the show and you ran it as a promo? And they're like, oh, yeah, because that's what I did for a living was doing music for TV shows. Mm. So I did this theme and they cut a promo to it and without telling Wiz or Gordy or um, Junior, 
or Ryan, anything about it, they said, oh, they got Ryan to throw this. Now, I've got a promo for a new show coming up. <laughs> they played this, you know, Friday Night Freeman um, <laughs> theme song. Yeah. And it then cut to them and Gordon Tellus was just visibly <laughs> outraged, saying, what the hell was that? What the hell was that? The Wiz knew that it was a wind-up because yeah. he had nothing to, to do, do with it. it. Yeah. And he's going, that's what I'm talking about. You see, the wizard has it. So he's just completely run, run with it. it. Brilliant. And, and Junior's gone, that's a setup. You did that yourself. No, you haven't got enough talent. And yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Yes. So that was, it was just, it was so much fun. Mm. So I thought, oh, hell, I'll do one for it. Junior, Junior as well. So I did the Head Taped Hero. It was an original song mm. all about him. Mm. And the whole gag was he'd been, he talked about himself in the third person. So when he was commentating or when he was on the show, if he was talking about himself as a player, because, you know, everyone always wants to talk about themselves. He'd talk about Junior, yeah, okay. the player. Mm. So 19, uh, oh, 2006, Wayne Pierce would talk about the Junior. 80s player mm. in the third person, mm. but his current day self in the first person. And it was just, a, it was a game because he's, he's, and every week he'd have a new word, have a new word in his vocabulary. He, like, so he, he is a lot of fun. And so I did that song as a, again, mock epic. It's trying to make, build, yeah, how yeah, good yeah. is he? Mm. And it was all about so I could show the footage of him in his nappies. Yeah, right, <laughs> right, right. perfect match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and the footage of him, you know, pl- uh, on stage with the with Wayne Pierce and the big hitters doing these dance moves, <laughs> and, um, so you know, it kind of it looks like it's glorifying him, but at the same time, it's mocking him. Yeah, and um, you know, he loved it. Yeah, and that's it's so great. It was great fun. And when they got me to play, when, they, like named when they named Wayne Pierce Hill, that was um, that was a triumph of performance art, of absurdist performance art. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was dressed as Wayne Pierce with the massive Huge things. Shoulders, yeah, there's he with the the mayor. And the the head of the sponsors, and Blocker and Ciro having an official ceremony, and I'm around the back doing lunges and, pre- and, and <laughs> push-ups with head tape and shorts. And yeah. and um, when I was waiting in the tunnel to come on, um, waiting for the word to you know to go on and just be a dick around the basically, the Melbourne Storm ran on, and they all ran on Borg like completely no no humanity, no emotion. They all ran on task focused, <laughs> yeah. blank. Yeah. Um, except for Cameron Smith, who walked, Brett Kenny like walked on because Brett Kenny never ran out of the field. Brett Kenny always oh, just walked out, and no, he was just he was chilled. Yeah, he was just chilled. And, and Cam Smith walked out chilled, looked at me, and the smirk on his face right. was like he, he yeah, some. You see him going, "Oh, there's some mischief. Oh, yeah. there's some mischief." Yeah, right. and he's looked at me and given me a nod, and then walked out of the tunnel and turned around and, go, and oh, he's gone. G'day, Junior. Yeah, right. So he recognised yeah, who it was. Well, yeah, thanks. And as he got out the tunnel, he turned around and went, looks like you've been skipping leg days, Junior. <laughs> <laughs> and off he went. That's very good. It is. That's it was classic. And so I did the song. The beautiful thing about the song That's was Wayne smart. Pierce is sitting five metres away from me mm-hmm. and in the part that he goes, Wayne, Junior Pierce. He's put his hands up going, Wayne. Yeah, so great. he's calling out his own name in the third person <laughs> yeah, yeah, while his impersonator yeah. sings about himself <laughs> in the third person. <laughs> And the Leichhardt crowd, you can actually hear on the recording that the, the Leichhardt stand is all going, Way! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was there. I loved it. I it was it. awesome. Mm. Yeah, it was a great moment. And and I also remember how bizarre it was. Because yeah. anyone who hadn't seen the musical would have just gone, why is there a man dressed as Wayne Pierce singing about him? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah. Uh, anyway, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, while we're talking about past greats, consider another scenario for me. If you could travel back in time to any game, mm. which one would you go oh, to do? Yeah, it? sorry. There's only one. 
89. Oh, Sorry. Oh, yeah, I don't know, because I did have um, – I used to go to games at Seaford Oval and there, there was something um, – yeah, I don't know. Actually, I might just go back to a Seaford game because the, the 89 grand final um, – to be there, it was kind of it was a huge mass euphoria, and I'm a little bit agoraphobic, <laughs> so yeah, well, so I don't know how I would have dealt with you know, um, like I always think because I was a Raiders fan in absentia because I was you know yeah. living in Byron, touring the east coast of Australia with my Raiders jersey, it was like that scene. What's that? Is it Madagascar where the zebra who's in the New York oh, yeah. Zoo meets all the other zebras yeah. and he kind of freaks out? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> in, 20, yeah, right. in 2016, when I went to um, Bruce Stadium wearing my Woodges jersey, it's like I'm not the only one with an 87 Woodges yeah, jersey. Yeah. And there's a dude in the McFadden Holmes jersey, the holy grail of Raiders okay, jersey because right. they they played the world. They were sponsored by Woodges. Woodges went bankrupt, so McFadden Holmes sponsored them. This is in the uh, nineteen ninety, I think it was, and they um, played the World Club Challenge in this McFadden jersey. Okay. Then McFadden went bankrupt, and Canberra Milk jumped in. So they it only was, played so, one game with it, and it was, and then never played NRL or, or New South Wales Rugby League. They only played the World Club Challenge in wow. this jersey. And someone posted photos of the, you know, the, he's got his daughter wearing the McFadden Holmes wow. jersey. So is that a news classified? Which I think they played a couple of games in, mm-hmm. and. Um, when I was at the ground, you know, normally people see the woods and go, oh, I remember that was at Bruce Stadium in 2016. It was like, no, it was actually, it was fantastic. Just yeah. looking around going, wow. Like yeah, these, yeah, yeah. And you could smell the mothballs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some of them. Yeah. Um, I think it would be going back to Bruce Stadium, back to the, when they were really, not back to Bruce Stadium, to Seaford yeah. Oval, mm-hmm. around 87, 88. So I was at game one, 88. And I think it was one of Laurie Daly's first games. It was against the Illawarra Steelers. It was no, it, wasn't, it might not have been round one. It was the first time they played the Steelers, who okay. were new that year. Mm-hmm. No, Brisbane knew that year. They came in the same time, but it was it was that so was round one. Um, and Laurie Daly's a kid, and I, my understanding is when they when the Raiders got Laurie Daly, there was a um, a footy carnival in Wagga. Talent scouts went down to look, and talent scouts and the Roosters went down to look, and the Roosters looked around and they saw Brendan Hall, who I went to school with, who played 5'8 for the Raiders. Okay. Uh, sorry, for the Roosters for several years. And apparently the notes that the Roosters took, they saw Laurie Daly and thought, the kid's good, but he's just too skinny. And they described him as the skinny Aboriginal AFL player. Right. And, you know, he's Indigenous and in, in June he played both. Mm. He played, you know, I think it was you know, Saturday's league, Sunday's AFL. Okay. And a lot of the Riverinas like that. A lot of people play both. The, you know, the Mortimers, the Greg Bretnell was an AFL fullback and he's now, he went to the Stormers there to teach them to catch over their heads. Yeah, right. Even though he's a Bulldogs fullback because mm-hmm. he had that skill. Um, so the Roosters chose Laurie, chose mm-hmm. Brendan. Yeah. Raiders got Laurie. Sorry, Brendan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know which one I'd choose. Mm. But Laurie, it was one of his first games and there was this, the, the, um, Steelers were on the press, on the press, on the press, and suddenly ball's gone down. Laurie's picked it up and from a standing start being chased by Rod Wishart yeah. and Alan McIndoe, so the Emerald Express and Quaddy Wishart, and he's just burnt them. Really? Just absolutely burnt them for pace. He was so quick. Mm. Gets to the halfway and he starts hopping and throws the ball back over his head because he's done his hamstring. <laughs> it's like it was the start of the... Um, of Laurie's knees wow. and injuries and hamstrings. He was electrically quick. He was like the zippiest, like so quick, but he could never run that fast again because after he did the hammy. Wow. But that era when there was so much promise mm. and there's so much excitement, there's so much youth in the team, you know, Ricky, Brad. Um, so going back 
there was a real thing in Canberra before they'd won the premiership of, as Ricky said, we've got something special down here. That's mm. what he says now. Mm. And, and you could just feel it. There was this, there was youth and excitement and mm. world, you know, so, that, so going back to a Seaford Oval game back then, yeah, wow. that would have been awesome. And against the Steelers as well, particularly now that what we know about, you know, them having to merge and stuff, that would be really yeah. romantic to see yeah. those guys running around and wish out in his hay. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit stuck because I wanted to say the 94 grand final because <clears throat> it's my, it's the first time as a kid that I remember knowing that I loved rugby league and, and being excited about that grand final, even though it wasn't my team. Yeah, I just loved it, and and it's often referred to '94 as the greatest year of rugby league. Oh, this, the whole season, yeah. Well, the season was leading up to, it, and then that grand final as well. And and I remember being at someone's birthday party, and 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 that, and I just don't know if I actually want to watch it because it is so. I have a memory of it, a really clear memory of it, and I'm worried if I go and watch it, it it rubs that away. <laughs> I can tell you for a certain fact, I watch it every year. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, a, like it, it was a celebration. It was '89? It was. So such a tense game, mm. and it was so. There's been movies made about '89, mm. and that you know that the Raiders have a podcast at the moment where they've got the '89 players each giving their impressions of it, and they've had some of the Tigers. You know, the Tigers yeah. have been in the fullness of time, looking back and going, you know, we were the favourites, they were the underdogs. Yeah. Look at the team four years later. Look at look at yeah. who we were, who like, who were the favourites over. Yeah, and um, you know, it was in a lot of ways the Raiders were they were professional. So it was the old school Sydney rugby league team who all were, you know, they all had other jobs up against the new age professional team. Right. And that was, so it was a game where, you know, it was the old versus the new. Mm. And um, I don't mean any disrespect to all of the Tigers, but that, that was what they were. They'd come from the classic New South yeah. Wales rugby league where it was a weekend sport and you'd, you'd train twice a week for two hours and go to the pub. Mm. And that was, obviously they were more professional than that but they weren't the full-time athletes that we have now. The Raiders were much more on the cusp of being right. those full-time athletes, which is why they got done for salary cap mm. a few mm. years later mm. when the salary cap came in. Um, but the 94 one, watching it now, um, it's nowhere near as exciting as the 89 one mm. because it's just – and the speed, that's the other thing about 89 is the speed. It get up and down. There's no breaks, up and down. You can see there's just so much fatigue and it's a, the more times I watch it, the more amazing I am at the fitness of the players. Right on both teams in that game. Mm. With 94, um, I guess it's always, you know, my heart's going to go pitter-patter because when I released that song I mentioned, you were there, that, mm. that footy show song. I released that as a single. I was promoting it and I was on ABC Grandstand and I was going to be interviewed and Paul Osborne wow. was commentating. Mm. <laughs> so I've bought my 94 grand final DVD Yay. to get him to sign it. Yeah. And, <laughs> and he's kind of like Aussie, he's a very outwardly very confident and ebullient kind of character. And I've gone, oh, you know, would you mind? He's like, oh, sure, I'd love to. And he's pulled out the single gone, if you sign this. Shut up. <laughs> I, was going, oh. wow. I don't know if you still got it, but I, I met him. I've, I've met him since then. And and that, there was the classic um, David Packwood, the ABC commentator, the ABC sideline eye. There's one game where <laughs> Ozzy was commentating and Packy was on the sideline. And Ozzy said, oh, that was a beautiful offload. Almost as good as mine in... 94 <laughs> and Packy's gone has just jumped in like Dickie Knee and gone Paul Osborne offloads 94 grand final two career offloads two yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but right. but that um you know the 10 minute the first 15 minutes of the game where Aussie is on fire yeah and played as Tim Sheen said his whole career led up to that 15 minutes yeah. and this yeah, is yeah. you know basically I think Tim Sheen said he, he said to Aussie your career has had so much promise and it's come to nothing he got 10 minutes 
You yeah. got ten minutes to make your career mean wow, something, wow. and he did. Yeah. And um, when you watch it with that context, yeah. it's like yeah, it was an amazing game. Um, yeah, because he also didn't put someone in who'd done really well. Oh, I'm going to ruin the story, but I remember listening to a podcast as well talking about it, and yep. they put him in. They put Osborne in the team. And anyway, but I'm not going to ruin it because I will ruin it. So I'm, I'm going to leave it there. But Tin Sheens, what a great coach, also brought us a grand final. Go Sheensy. The um, my that was my earliest memory, and you alluded to your earliest one before. Was it the '73 grand final with the? I can remember the '73 grand final. Mm-hmm. We, I'm, it was in black and white. Wow. And and I can remember. Um, I have images in my head of, of um, Steve Rogers scoring a try down one wing and of Bobby Fulton scoring two. So I remember. Yeah, well. But I, my most vivid memory is Steve Rogers scoring <laughs> because after Steve Rogers scored, my brothers were all on me. Like there was yeah, all right. pillows, but there was pillows put on me and then I was thumped through the pillows. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and so you hate Steve Rogers. No, I didn't. I, I, I had no hatred of Steve Rogers, but I remember Bob Fulton. I, I was, you know, I feel betrayed by my family because they made me love Bob Fulton. Right, <laughs> right, right. right. Um, yeah. And I don't know, maybe I've, I've never met Bob Fulton. Okay. But I've only ever heard people say nasty things about yeah. him. I'd like to think if I met him that he could be my you know, the 73 childhood hero that he was then. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you explain the story, I'm sure he'd be very you know happy that he did it. That, that I'm sure he would. Mm. Um, okay, so considering all the shows that you've done and all these people that you've met and um, and the way that you've come into the game, what do you think is your greatest rugby league memory? Ooh, greatest memory. It's It's probably back in 2006 where um, I played that song I mentioned, the, the Ernest song. I mm. played that at the semifinals. So I played, I think, three games at the footy stadium. No, two at the footy stadium, two at ANZ. And um, <laughs> I played one game at the footy stadium. I had Dave Leslie from the Baby Animals. He was playing guitar for me. So there was a backing track that had a little bit of vocals and a drum track on it. And I was playing acoustic guitar. He was playing acoustic guitar. So it was kind of like an unplugged version, but we had a backing track. Mm-hmm. And... Because of the vagaries of the audio, we were in the middle of the ground. So we had a, a wedge, a speaker to listen to. Yep. But we also had in-ear monitors because in the middle of the ground, we play a note. It then goes electrically into the stadium mm. and then the stadium speakers come back to us yep. a second and a half later. Mm. And our backing track was coming out of that. Now, our in-ear speakers, our in-ear monitors went. So me and Dave are playing guitar. We've both got vo- mics. We're singing and it's <laughs> we've lost fallback. Mm. And we could hear the click, the the drum track coming out, and I was going, and I I didn't know what beat of the bar we were on. Oh god! But there's this breakdown part, and the whole band was going to come in, like the, the recorded band, the drums and vocals were going to come in, and I was there going, it's going tick 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 tick. There's no one, two, three, yeah, four. Yeah, yeah. And I was, and I looked at Dave, and Dave, constantly fantastic musician. He, the song didn't make sense to me until he played it on guitar. Then it suddenly, you know, the song which I'd written made sense after he played it. <laughs> wow. And the look on his face, this maniacal, we're over the cliff. There was this, this look in his face, we're, we've gone over the cliff. And he was excited. He was like, oh, yeah, we're uncharted. We can screw up here. This can actually, this can go wrong in front of 30,000 people. Yeah, wow. So he was like, yes. And I was terrified. And I, I was sort of looking at him and he's going, no, 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 no. And he's counted me in, got it, came in right. Far out. It was awesome. It was euphoric. We got yeah. it in. And, um, but at the end of that, after we'd done that, <laughs> I was up in the chairman's lounge and I watched a full semi-final. It wasn't they didn't have Toyota Cup then. It was, was under it was um whatever the the reserve grade the, yeah. the younger the you know, under 23s yeah. whatever it was. Um I watched a whole game with Laurie Daly. Wow. 
him sitting there and you're talking about you'd love to watch with Junior Pierce. Yeah. I had it. Yeah. I had Laurie Daly. And I swear yeah. he's probably still pulling bits of my spittle out of his ear because <laughs> I was just uh, – but he – like I love Laurie. He's, he's a um, – He's such a good human mm. and he sat there and he took it and he was gracious and he, he was talking with me and it was like th- that would be the best moment for me and also realising what a good man he was. Right. And at the end of that night, um, the game I was playing before was a Broncos-Dragons game. No, it was uh, the Eels were playing and there was a forward pass called and um, someone would go, that wasn't forward, that wasn't forward. And I was like, oh, it, it looked like it went over the 20-metre line, but you could see the player who threw it. Like, he, he was going at 20K. So he, it's, it, and, and the guy's like, oh, yeah, but I'm with the Eels, so, you know, I'm, of course I'm not going to call it. And he's turned to me and said, oh, you're, you're the guy that's saying. Dennis, isn't it? I said, yeah. He said, yeah, I'm Dennis too. It's like, oh, my God, yeah, you're Dennis Fitzgerald. Oh you're God. the CEO of the Eels right now, yeah, and I well. just told you. Here am I explaining how the rules work to Dennis Fitzgerald. <laughs> yeah, right. And, again, it was actually a beautiful rugby league thing. He didn't sit there and go. Listen, yeah. mate, I'm the CEO. Yeah. yeah, he didn't. He just mm. he took it. He listened to someone's opinion. He just, mm. you know, he, he took it. Everyone's equal because yeah. you're not on the field. So mm. I have just as much influence yeah. in that moment as yeah. he did because yeah. he couldn't do anything. Yeah. And ended up having a couple of beers with Dennis and saying, I wish, you know, I don't know what it is, but I've got your 1976 footy card. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there's also Sam Ayub, the player manager, yeah. who's, you know, player managers, they're a whole art in themselves. Mm. And at the end of the night, um, Sam, Dennis, uh, there's a couple of other people and Laurie, and they were like, let's go out in the Terps, let's go out in the piss. And... Like, come on, Laurie, come out in the piss. He's like, no, nah, no, I can't. He's like, oh, come on, you're always up for it. He's like, no, nah, I can't. Um, I'm going to a musical tomorrow afternoon with my wife and I don't like him, but she loves him. And if I turn up half cut it will be or hung over, it will be so disrespectful for her, I just can't do it to her. Wow. And you could see them all melting going. Can I be your wife? Yeah. <laughs> Anyone else says that, you're going, oh, come on. Yeah, you know, yeah, but yeah. it was, it was, there was nothing patronising. He didn't put them down. He yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't make any, it was like, you know, I'm going because I respect my wife too much. Yeah. Like, wow. Yeah, wow. yeah. <laughs> Far out. That yeah. makes me love the man even more as well. Yeah. No, it was beautiful. Okay, so finally. That's an emotional podcast. Yeah, that was great. I mean, I I got to meet the bloke once as well and he told me that Paul Kent wasn't a great bloke and I loved him for telling me that, but it's not the same. And I love him for a different reason now. Uh, Tell me, while we're in this emotional state, why do you love rugby league? You've spent so much of your time now committed to it. Why? Why, why do you love there's it? There's so many quotes saying, yeah, you, you can love rugby league, but she doesn't love you back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think it, it's, I was getting to it before with that um, when I was away from home, like it was a, yeah. um, it was kind of a lifeline to back home. And also, and I've, I've stolen this directly from Steve Mascord's book about himself, <laughs> um, that it's, if you're a socially awkward person, but you know about rugby league, you find the whole world of socially awkward people who watch rugby league yeah. and they have an intro and you have some socialisation. You can talk to people. You yeah. can, you can um, you know, make friends through it. And, again, there's a lot of research that says that particularly men, like we're, we're face-to-face here, mm. if men are talking really emotionally, they find it really hard to look into someone's eyes. Right. They'll much rather do it side by side, right, right, right. which is why going on a road trip, yeah. you can really get it out, whereas women will more often do it face-to-face. Okay. And um, I don't know how much of a generalisation that is. Yeah. I don't know how much, whether I'm just making that up, but I've, okay. I've heard, um, I've had a chat with a few people about that. And with rugby league, you're watching the game. Yeah. 
and you can actually discuss life. You can discuss issues. You yeah. can you can you know process things, mm. um, and it gives you you know. So that's in a sense, a lot of sports can rugby league again. It, it comes back to that because it was Canberra's birth. It was it was Canberra's coming of age. If the VFL had moved the um, Kangaroos to, to Canberra, which they were really seriously looking at in the seventies, I do wonder whether I would have been yeah. following that sport. Mm. And um, you know, I was brought up multicultural. I was brought up to follow AFL or VFL, New South Wales Rugby League. Um, you know, I followed Canberra rugby. Yep. As well. And we used to go and watch the Norths, the, the Greenies, as they were called, because it was just they were emerald green, so they were called the Norths Greenies. Mm. Um, we used to go and watch their home games. So it was just, you know, that was Dad's idea of the weekend of sport. You watch the match of the day um, rugby league on Saturday. On No, rugby league was Sunday, AFL Saturday. You go and watch the Union at Reed Oval and um, – not oh. Reed Oval, North Northbourne Oval, which is now the Raiders um, training centre. Okay. Um, so I think it was rugby league because the Raiders came of age, came in at the same time as my hometown came of age. Yeah, right. And your family's all connected in that and, and yeah, and all yeah. those incredible memories afterwards. Yep. Wow. Yeah, man. So, yeah, nothing, nothing, we looking at each other, so yeah. it's hard for me to process. Nothing yeah. to do with playing it because yeah, I, no, I, did, that... I did have a go when I was – I played a year of union, a year of league, a year of AFL, a year of soccer. Mm. I didn't complete any of the years. Yeah, right. Um, I had a go at cricket. Dud. Just mm. across the board – Absolute dud, <laughs> and um, I don't think my body was meant to do it. I have I've later up later on, you know, played a game of league, broke my jaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Played AFL for the Community Cup, broke three ribs. Yeah, um, just trying to catch an AFL ball. I've broken both of those fingers. This one's been broken and dislocated because wow. I just can't catch. Yeah, you shouldn't be in it. Yeah. So there's another sign that you've been given in your uh, life. Yeah, yeah very much sport. a very clear sign. And when your finger's sticking up, because yeah. you know it just says no. <laughs> Yeah, you get tackled once you almost drown. You catch a ball once you break your finger. Yeah, and I had to play guitar on national television the next day. With uh, two days later, with that finger, oh my god, taped to that one. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> Could you have slid? Is um, it a slide guitar thing? You it was done. on. It was on the uh, the Maddie Johns show when it was on Channel Seven. They had a Sunday show called Controversy Corner. Oh yeah, and um, at the end of the show, I'd do a song, and it was about whatever happened in the games that weekend, and it was. The week before the grand final, which was it was going to be the Dragons and the Roosters, and so the Dragons, who were known as chokers because they mm. choked for years, and the Roosters, who they steal other players, they steal, yeah. they rip them. So I had it was so the nothing's cho- changed since you've been doing that. Yeah. So it was the chokers and the thieves, the tune of Joker and the Thief. Yeah, cute. So it was all that. Oh wow! And you only use the two fingers to do it, and so I could play it okay. But every now and again, there'd just be a tweak and it would hurt. Yeah. I got through. Yeah. I did it. Well done. <laughs> okay. Well, um, thanks. Thanks for all of that. Is there any well, – well, can you tell us about the shows that are coming up? Shows that are coming up. Um, Mad Mondays in August. So I'm playing every Monday in August at the Bridge Hotel. Yep, in Roselle. Um, I think there's going to be an end-of-season show as well. And, um, at the Bridge? At the Bridge. Excellent. But I've also got, yeah, this week – what have I got? I've got Wyong – this Friday, Wollongong next Friday. Yeah. Uh, then I've got Coffs Harbour, Southwest, Port, Port Macquarie, Southwest Rocks, Coffs Harbour. And then finishing up, going to Brass Monkey and um, Manly Leagues. And I can't wait. Manly Leagues. I'm playing at Manly Leagues, which is going to be. Um, have you played there before? I haven't played at Manly Leagues. I have played at DYRSL, oh, okay. but it, it was a function. It was Jeff Tuvey's. It was when he was sacked. Oh, wow. And um, so there's the. 
Wake up, Jeff's on the thing. Oh yeah, that was it. Yeah. Like that was that was. Yeah. So I was there to sing that, and also, well, because he's come to the show a few times. Okay, Jeff. Right. Um, and I played. There was one time where he was. I do O Mandy, O Manly to the tune of O mm. Mandy, mm. all about him being sacked. Mm. And I did this the year he was sacked. I was doing it, and he's turned up at the show with Wendy Harmer. Wow. And um, because they're friends, they're best mates, they're besties. <laughs> Learning so much. <laughs> Unbelievable. So I've, I've walked out as Jared Maxwell and, you know, the crowd's encouraged to either boo or cheer and I've walked out and I hear this woman's voice going, F off, you blind C, like screamed it out. <laughs> Michael, luck off, you blind wow. Carmichael Hunt. And I just sat there and gone, that's, that's Wendy Harmer. Wow. And so as, as Jared Maxwell, I've gone, oh, mum, so you mum. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and yeah. I, I did the uh, the Jeff Tuvey song, and halfway through, the crowd just started standing up and clapping. So I just stopped the song because they weren't clapping me; they were clapping him because he has been sacked. Yeah, right. And he's just there, yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah. Wow, thanks. how bizarre! <laughs> so they got me to play it. They had a, a thank you Jeff thing. So the Manly, the football club, not the NRL franchise part, uh, and like it's all bizarre because yeah, the Leagues yeah. Club is one thing, football yeah. clubs another, NRL franchise mm-hmm. is another one, and um. So I played at that and um, so I'll be, you know, they all took it well. And that, that's the thing. I think I get scared going to places going, oh, I've kind of, you know, yeah. if these people take it the wrong way, yeah. it's bad. But people don't seem to. People actually get laughing at yourself. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Gordon tells like, oh, he wrote a song about me, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. And to be fair to you, it's it's only funny because it's very clever. It's very, I mean, musically it's great, but what you do is very clever. <laughs> so the music, so. I, um, I spend a lot of time on the music and a lot of time on the singing because I feel like if I'm going to take the piss out of an elite sportsman, I can't half-ass. Yeah. Like I, I have to sing and I have to hit the big notes and I have to make sure that I'm, you know, it's clear. I'm singing the big notes. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not just doing this as a piss take that I actually have, you know. Yeah. And which is, um, that was inspired by Tom Jones. I'm seeing Tom Jones at the entertainment centre. And half the audience was there because this is like an old anachronism. This is like yeah. this old guy from the 60s and, and he's come out and he's got this so much swagger and he's um, looking at the audience and that he's got the most beautiful speaking voice, a husk to it, and he's going, I know half of you are here to laugh at me, aren't you? Half of you are here to laugh at me. <laughs> laugh at this. <laughs> the band comes out and he sings his song and it's just roaring. It was amazing. The whole place has gone like... I wanted to throw my undies up on stage. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's just like that, you know, you can laugh all you want. Yeah. But this is what you're laughing at. Yeah, yeah. Just let's make it very clear. And then he went off to be the, like, he put on the show and someone threw undies up and he went, oh, people, I haven't seen you since 1962. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he, I kind of like that, the idea that that if I'm going to mock him, I've got to mock him right. Yeah. You've got got to get it right. Hmm. Well, you're doing it. It's, it's very <laughs> impressed. Uh, and so thank you. Thank you for so much for coming on. Oh, thanks for having me. Um, I'd also like to thank Mercho, who's been wonderful. He's done a great job. Yes. Well, we haven't heard every it yet, time, but I'm well, sure it's been. No, he has. No, every time we've forgotten a name, we've turned to him and he's just pulled That's it out. True. It's like true. Google sitting With, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And anytime I've bumped a mic, I've seen him scribble it down. It's very, <laughs> oh, very wow. diligent. Enjoy your sport for another week and go and see Rugby League the Musical. Uh, even if you've seen it before, it's I can vouch it gets better uh, every time. And you often add extra bits and stuff. Oh, and it changes all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, yeah. And also, you don't change bits. So there's sometimes... Because I know I went and saw Ricky Gervais once and and not um, Michael McIntyre, I mean. And, and you always want comedians to do different jokes, but I was towards the end going, I really hope he actually does this joke because I love this joke. And so, so there's a great mix of 
you keep it fresh, but also you come in to see some classics and the classics are there. Yep. I can't wait. So talk to you then, sports best friends. that much and I said oh you know I made I made that reference she's like oh and then she's pulled out this tube out of her bag so yeah I had to go in this tonight I said what she I, I had lung surgery a year ago no and I've got this pipe and if I can't breathe I have to blow through this pipe no <laughs> she said it's the first time I've used it yes so I'm like I don't know if that's good or bad yeah. I can't, I'm, I'm kind of pleased